0: Greetings and welcome to Pops Collection where we dissect and reflect on a movie or TV show from a Pops Collection. I'm Ron Tweedy, joining me is Pops and today we're going to be talking about X-Men Origins
1: Wolverine. Howdy everyone. Um, glad you're with us today or in the evening or whenever you're with us. If you're with us in the morning, hope you have your coffee, we have ours. Uh, and uh, this... Uh, When I saw this movie, again, we decided to do this. It was, I was really happy to see it again. That was your first time seeing it, right? Yeah, this this past uh, couple, the day before. Yeah, yes. Right, so that was your virgin viewing.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I, from the reviews that came out when it was out in the theater, um, made me think, you know, not, not, not really worth it. And I think at the time, cause it came out in the 2009, right? Yeah. So that, uh, yes.
1: April 9th.
0: So actually. by that point, Iron Man had come out and it's like, why even bother with something that's not going to be done by uh, an MCU
1: movie? I'm not, was not interested. Right now uh, after seeing it, have, how, how, how did you feel about it? Well, see,
0: I don't think I will I can be objective about it because I've, I've seen uh, X-Men first class and days future past and apocalypse after it. So it's like, I think that's kind of tainted my view of how I could, you know, I couldn't really just, you know, uh, th- I think that's kind of influenced what my expectations would be for an X-Men movie. So.
1: Okay. And, uh, But uh, just to be clear, the only Wolverine movie that you saw was with me, the Logan movie, correct? That's right. I
0: have not seen the the Wolverine, which is, you know, which we'll watch next week. But
1: yes. Okay. Well, yes. Like I said, it actually came out uh, April 9th in 2009 in Sydney. Imagine that. Uh, Being as how the producer was. Hugh Jackman right you know so I can understand that it did uh come out uh free comic book day May 1st 2009 or the week of free comic book day yeah uh so true to form uh to a lot of Marvel stuff uh that's uh, when it premiered Mm -hmm. and uh I, I thought that uh I really enjoyed the movie, even though it was, uh, this movie actually came to be uh, because of the studios. Uh, The writers, as they were doing X2, they wanted to do a Wolverine movie, but uh, we discussed in X2 how that, uh, what was it, Lady Deathstrike? Mm -hmm. was uh, the daughter of the Silver Samurai. Right. And they had wanted to do that story, uh, which we'll get into in The Wolverine. But um, the studio said, well, yeah, yeah, we'll let you do that. But uh, first you have to do an origin story. Right. So that's where this came about. Mm-hmm. and uh of course uh it's kind of interesting uh but jackman uh did the majority of his stunts uh by himself you mm-hmm. know he had very few stunt doubles uh doing this he and he was actually uh it was reported that he made the stunt doubles tired they were like, okay, let's take a break. Oh, no, let's let's go let's do it again. Let's do it again. Yeah. so he was in really good shape for this and for actually for this whole whole trilogy, he was very much. yeah, see uh, th- that's
0: I think another part where it kind of takes me out of the reality of the film. Like you can't lose yourself in the story for two main reasons. The first one as you just said, is that Hugh Jackman. Um, you know, to his credit, he does do a great performance. I think that is the high point of the film is his performance in Lee Schreiber's uh, saber tooth as well. Um, but the problem with that is that, you know, this is supposed to be taking place before the events of the first X-Men movie, which takes place in the year 2000. And he is more jacked more buff than he is in that
1: film. So it's like, that's true. That is true uh but you got to remember too that uh we saw from the beginning of the movie uh it started in
0: 1845 yes and not only yeah go ahead that's okay i'm just glad i'm just glad you brought that up because yeah the, the source material for this is um that they did do like an origin of wolverine with the idea that he was born in the mid 19th century uh back in 2001 so they had this uh, comic uh, This it's a six issue limited run series wolverine the origin and uh, it was right written by paul jenkins and uh drawn by andy kubert and uh let me see and for those of you who are just listening you're going to miss out on this so check us out on facebook or youtube to see what i'm going to share i'm just going to share a, a screenshot of one of the comics so you can see here this is uh from the Last page of issue two, but it's very indicative of the opening scenes of the uh, of this film. you have uh, young James here with his uh, bone claws as yes. he's uh, accidentally murdered some some of his family. So very similar to that. So
1: right. Although in the movie, he basically murders uh, what he finds out as he's killing him, his real father. Right. Right. He thinks it's the groundskeeper. Whose uh, last yeah. name, if I'm not mistaken, is Logan. Yes, and that's how he kind of finally got his right name, Logan. Right, which is not consistent with the the comic, but
0: uh, the uh, um, yeah, he, he his his uh, he does take the name Logan because uh, a- after the murder, he gets kind of banished, and they have to. Him and, and the girl that was kind of helping him out in the house because he's from a, a rich family. She's one of the servant girls. She she takes him away and they they find uh, refuge in uh I think Alberta and uh in the real
1: origin. Yeah, yeah. In the comic he, he's in a, origin. Yeah,
0: they have to work in a quarry to, to survive. So
1: Right. Different origin. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, they did take a lot of uh left turns. Uh mm-hmm in this particular origin story and actually uh, with Sabretooth's origin, I don't really know if there's a really clear comic book origin for Sabretooth. Yeah. Um, And also in this case with Weapon 11, which we know as Deadpool, that actually the origin for that is so totally out out there. Yeah. Which, uh, of course, uh, Ryan Reynolds when he did the Deadpool movies uh, attempted to be more true to the original origin story. Right. Right. So that
0: I didn't go too much into detail with him because like you said, that's another story for another day. It's another movie. Exactly. Um, But yeah, anyway, but, but I did think um, the way that they portrayed uh, James and Victor going through the several different wars that was pretty interesting the, the montage between them. I thought that oh was I not- thought
1: that was really cool yeah uh, and what we did see uh, towards the end of that montage is that uh, Victor mm-hmm. or Sabretooth as they uh, said um, he was getting ready to looks like he was getting ready to rape a Vietnamese woman right and his captain was trying to stop him. Yep. And he, in turn, uh, decided to kill the, the captain. And uh, Logan comes in after the fact, and he's trying to protect his brother. Right. Right, because you know when they were kids, he he looked Victor looked out for James. So. Right. Exactly. That at least that's the story that we get through all of this. Yeah. And they both have the power of not dying. Yes, or healing factor, yeah. Yeah, healing, yeah, I know. Probably uh, that is the closest thing to him having a brother, his half-brother. Right. Um, But wasn't sure why Victor took the name Creed. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know where that fits in, if he was Logan's son. Yeah, yeah, I don't know.
0: It, yeah, in the in the co- the origin comic, he they just call him dog throughout the the comic. So it's um but I'm right. not sure, but it, it, it's it's not like super clear if that's actually sabertooth or not. But anyway, in the
1: comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. Right. So we don't know if that's an origin. I actually broke this uh, movie down into almost nine different things, actually ten different things that I wanted to talk about. All right, but, uh, that, that's it. That sounds like a good let's let's go through that rubric. That was on. the that was the number one. Okay, uh, the part from 1845 to the next uh, uh, change, which was uh, the A team or Team X, as we'll call it. Yes. Yes. Um, which uh, had Agent Zero, Wade Wilson, yeah. uh, which we know as Ryan Reynolds. Um, we also had uh, John Wraith, which was um, our buddy from Lord of the Rings. N- no, uh, no, Wraith is the. No, oh, I'm sorry. He's yes, I he's I the am, teleporter. I, yeah, yeah. Well, l- I
0: am. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Discount Black Eyed Peas. D- yeah,
1: Discount Nightcrawler. Yes, yes. And that's exactly what I thought at the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fred Dukes, who in the comics is the blob. (laughs) Yes, that's right. uh, But not the blob when he was in Team X. Right, which is interesting. Yeah, I thought how they went about that. But Chris Bradley was our uh, guy Mm -hmm. uh, from uh, Lord of the Rings. Uh, And he was called a technopath. Right, yeah, exactly, yep. And uh, they did some jobs together and uh, they all worked for William Stryker. Right. Who I believe was a colonel at the time, right? Yeah, we talked about
0: Stryker, the character Stryker at length in the X2 episode because he plays a, a key role there. And he is very different from his uh, comic counterpart, uh, at least the, the first appearance of his comic counterpart, him being more of a preacher uh, he did have a military background, but he was not a military man. He was a preacher and he was preaching against uh, mutants um, saying that they were an abomination. So um, that was, that uh, That was Striker as we were introduced to him in the
1: comics. And now, like you said, X, and X2 was a different Striker. Yeah. It was, it was the same
0: military man, you know, taking mutants and instead of wanting to destroy them, wanting to take them and steal their powers and use it for, on behalf of, presumably the united states government
1: right which we're not sure but we do learn that he still has in this uh version of him that he does he does hate mutants yes and all because again his son right which we got that story in x2 yep so very similar story and we also find that uh The other members of the teams, I wanted to do a quick homage okay, uh, because only this uh, thought that uh, I think you should know uh, the other comic book movies. Danny Houston, who played Stryker, was also the Nazi general Ludendorff in Wonder Woman. I noticed that.
0: Yeah, Tracy was like, he looks familiar. And I was like, oh, yeah, Ludendorff.
1: Yes, yes. And then Daniel Henney. Uh, Agent Zero? Yep. I'm sure that you will not remember him, but he played Tadashi. Hero's brother and ah, Big Hero 6. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Cool. All right. Uh, now, Ryan Reynolds? Yes. I think that he's giving our girl, uh, Rosario, a run for her money. Oh, okay. About the I, number he, of roles he's in. Right, weapon 11, mm-hmm. uh, Deadpool. Yep, uh, he was in Blade Trinity, the third episode. Was he really? Uh, yes, he, was he played a the voice. No, he was a vampire hunter. Yeah, okay, he was on a team with uh, Beale, Jessica Beale, and a couple others, but he wielded a sword in there too. Okay, okay. all right, he was also the Green Lantern. We know that. Was right? he the Hal-, Hal Jordan Green Lantern? Yes, he okay. was. Okay. Uh, he was also in one called RIPD, which was the Rest in Peace Department. It's uh, comic. Right, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And uh, he also played the voice of Detective, he played Detective Pikachu. Yes, he in did. In the Pikachu movie. <laughs> That's right. So it, uh, he's given Rosario a run for her money, I think, on that.
0: Yeah, although technically now, Weapon X and, and Deadpool are kind of the same character. Right. Well, wec- at the, XI, wep- yeah, in
1: yeah. this, Weapon 11 or yeah, whatever. I don't know. Lee Schreiber, mm. he was also, he played Wilson Fisk in uh, uh, Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. Did he really? Yes, he played the voice of huh. uh, Wilson Fisk. Interesting. Yes. And of course our Lord of the Rings buddy, Dominic Monaghan. Right. I have to, uh, his other comic book, uh, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. He was in that. So not much of a part, but he still was in it. So I have to. Oh yeah, I guess he was. <laughs> yes. Uh, blinking, so... you miss him. Yeah. I, yeah, the... exactly, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I think
0: his other role I think is really
1: big as in uh, Charlie as in Lost. That's true, oh yes. Well, I think he got this part with same director, right? For Lost and for this? No, duh, no Lost is J.J. Abrams, so... Okay, so then... Which is did... why he was in the Star Wars movies. Maybe so, maybe yep. so. But uh, he... So, they there, it wasn't their first uh, go-around when it comes to comic book stories for sure. all those actors. Sure. Uh, so, uh, we got Team X and striker is looking for something or he found something he wants mm-hmm. more of yep and uh we kind of learn later that it's animantium right yes yeah so yeah that the the mission that they're on is to try to find animantium you're right yeah and uh he's getting pretty violent and of course uh mm-hmm. Victor's okay with all the violence, and actually most of them are, but Logan not so much. So yeah, and I do I do find it that it's uh I guess
0: coincidental that you have uh, a rare sought after metal in Africa as well as uh in the MCU as well. So yeah, go
1: figure. Yeah, well, the <laughs> stories kind of coincide. Even yeah, and they both came from a meteor, which is another thing. So. Right, and it's not. Uh, even though one's not MCU, yeah. you know. Uh, so that was my second part. The third, excuse me, the third part. Hang on a second. I had a little something stuck in my throat. Uh, the third part that I wanted to talk about, actually I'm going to say four because the homage was a part in there. Sure. Uh, were the six years later when he was a lumberjack.
0: Yeah, so that's the thing that gets me about this film, and that that's the one that takes me out completely. I had to look it up, and I was like, okay, the actual setting of this movie is nineteen seventy nine. Right. I mean. So. Okay, th- where there, did that
1: come from? Well, t- for for me,
0: take like there's no. There's nothing about this film that tells me this is a late seventies movie. It doesn't look like a late seventies movie. The the cars. I mean, you get a little bit of that. I mean, but but you could also take the cake that you know Logan's just driving around in a beater. You know, it's not like. Well, yeah, but and the motorcycle was also from that era. Yeah, but then again, it was uh, owned by an old guy, so an old guy in his prime could have bought it then. And you know, you know, so to me, there was no. I mean, all well, the all, have... all the technology that they had, like all the the computers and stuff like that, did not look like they were from the seventies, like when they were doing the Weapon X testing. So to me, it was like, that's a big fail for me.
1: Also, well, those could kind of be almost from any era, mm-hmm. you know, because there's not much change, much changing in those things over the years. Uh, as you can remember, Mr. Morgenstern mm-hmm. had one that looked pretty similar to what they had.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that yeah. part didn't take me out. It was just, yeah, it's just... I.
1: Yeah, right now, but see them being in Canada and yeah, uh, it kind of almost fit into the original origin story. Uh, but, but it's like,
0: so for, for me, watching Days of the Future pass before, you know, you can definitely tell they were in the 70s. You know, everything correct, about it, everything about right. it was, was very true to that era.
1: The era, yes, yeah, not so much not at all well there wasn't a whole lot in this film that was true to any era right which is i i don't like that you know uh i
0: maybe i'll feel different 20 years from now or watching mcu stuff i don't think we will but i don't know to, to, to me yeah I, I think
1: that was a big fail on, on its part epic fail yeah and uh that whole part, uh, and we got into the manipulation, mi- the manipulation of Stryker, mm-hmm. with him yeah. uh, telling him a story with Agent Zero that uh, Victor's gone rogue. Uh, his girlfriend tells him a story about uh, the Wolverine, about the moon, and yep. you know these little uh, things and he, after telling him that Victor went rogue, all of a sudden uh, we see the death of his girlfriend and all he can think about is vengeance. Yes. Uh, Which he was trying to get away from all that violence and stuff.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Yep. Right. And he was having nightmares about them all the time. Uh, uh, Which Brought me to, when I thought about that, I thought about our old pastor at Calvary Chapel.
0: Okay.
1: uh, When he had talked about a story uh, about breaking the commandments and how that if somebody had threatened or did harm to his wife or children, he couldn't really say what he would do. And I thought that, okay, well, Logan is trying to be on the soft side, but they pushed his buttons to the point that he was full out wanting to do harm to his brother because mm-hmm. of what happened to his girlfriend, you know? Yeah. So, uh, manipulated to the point of not being a peaceful guy anymore.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't see that coming. Like, I, I thought she truly was dead, and that that wasn't really a – thing so they they did the filmmakers did a good job about that but yeah that that brings us to the the weapon x part of it right yes
1: yes Yes.
0: so that actually was a storyline told in uh the early 90s the weapon x in the Marvel presents by uh barry windsor smith is the one who did that and so it was like uh Marvel presents was kind of like this you know they had multiple stories going on in the same book and so i do have a screenshot of that that just kind of shows you the uh Very very similar. You could see him in the tank and the adamantium being infused in him there, and whatnot. And so
1: that was kind of. And kinda, I thought that part was really good.
0: Yeah, it was fine. You know, not 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 uh, not not the worst part of the film, but you know, just something that was that uh, was pretty cool.
1: Right, and uh, of course, Stryker wanted him to get the adamantium, mm-hmm. and then he wanted to kill him.
0: Yeah which i didn't like really... to
1: use the dna for it. Okay, that for part is super that, soldier.
0: Yeah, that part i didn't get and that's
1: now you get it? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah it makes
1: sense, right?
0: Yeah, and it definitely that that pays off much later. So that's that's pretty cool actually.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah, and uh i did want to mention uh the best part of team x is that Ryan Reynolds never shut up, or Wade Wilson never shut up? Yeah, and uh, it was kind of a, the funniest part was when they were in the elevator
0: mm-hmm. and they
1: were playing tie a yellow ribbon around the old oak tree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was a good part. Uh, we got into the mm-hmm. Weapon X. Yep, and uh, he does escape. And that's when we get the family farm, the old lady and the old man. Right, right, right. And he's hanging out naked. Yeah. And Which I thought was pretty funny. And he tells him to put the blanket on because he doesn't want his wife to have a heart attack. Yep. You know? Yep. And uh, we kind of get this little story, which I thought that they did really well because you, in that little short time,
0: mm-hmm.
1: You got a feeling for the old man and the old woman. Yeah. And they kind of developed this little bit of a relationship. Yeah. uh, Where they gave him the son's clothes, uh, had to sleep out in the barn. Yep. But he did bring him the son's leather jacket. And, you know, told him maybe he could take the bike around for a spin. And then (laughs) we get agent zero killing the wife. Yeah. You know, it that's another rhyme that happens on in the later film with Logan. Hmm.
0: At yeah farmhouse.
1: Kinda, yes. Hmm. Right. Interesting. So yeah, definitely. And uh we heard Zero says that Logan killed the woman. Yes. The old lady. And right. the old man. Yeah. Right. So was he manipulating striker or was he under orders from striker to say that so they would send everybody in to get him yeah I, th- I think that's it i think that
0: the you know rank and file folks you know they they didn't know what was going on they were just following orders saying that if if logan was the one who killed those people they have to go in there and use deadly force to take him out
1: okay well that'd be my we, guess. yeah now from that point, I think we get a, some great special effects and a gr- probably the best fight scene of the movie. Yeah. Uh, there. But um, I will say, I will say that um,
0: watching it on Blu-ray, on, on a big screen TV, the claw special effects have not aged well. Just going to say that. <laughs> Looks, they look really bad.
1: Yes. Uh, well, Listen. Uh, We haven't even got to the very worst part as far as CG goes. And that doesn't come till the end of the movie. Yeah. Uh, But we'll get there. Uh, But yeah, I thought that scene for the most part, it was good. The cutting of the blades, the cutting of the tires, cutting, you know, with the, even though they didn't look all that great, the idea of it, uh, putting the claws into the ground to turn the bike. Yeah. Uh, yeah the motorcycle
0: part was the stunts were good really good and that you know kind of reminded me of winter soldier
1: uh yes you know from that perspective so yeah so i'm wondering if they had some of the same stunt people Mm -hmm. in this but uh that fight was great and then that took us to uh the next section which i got listed as number seven and that was I called it uh, "Looking for Vengeance." Okay. So he first finds uh, Wraith and Dukes. Yes. In Las Vegas, right? That's right. Yep. And we now we see Dukes is pretty big guy. Yeah. Because Dukes uh, uh, and Victor are pretty tight. They're still pretty tight after all these years. Yes. That's right. When he uh, talks. To Wraith, Wraith tells him that he has to get in the ring with him, so we get that whole thing. Which <sighs> the makeup was pretty good there. Yeah, I I don't have a problem with any of that. That that was perfectly
0: fine and serviceable, uh, even though you know we we've already talked about how Dukes was not like that at all. Oh. He's part of the Brotherhood, you know. His his yes. completely different origin for him, which is fine. It, but yeah, I don't even have a problem with his. Uh, mutation uh, changing over time either because there's definitely precedent for that. I mean, you know, Beast back when he was originally, uh, you know, uh, an X-Men, he was not blue and furry, you know, but his oh. mutation throughout his life changed him and that happens all the time for, for mutants. So it's not unprecedented.
1: Right. Right. It, I don't it got is, with that. right. It is uh, happens all the time in comics. So right, just like the origin stories seem to change. Right. And uh so uh anyways, he decides that uh, they tell him or uh Dukes tells him that there is somebody that actually escaped the island. Yes. And we get to your favorite character or your old time favorite character, uh Gambit. Yeah,
0: which you know to me that was probably the most disappointing part in the film.
1: <laughs> well, yes, well, you know, you, I'm sure you remember him from the X-Men animated series. Yeah. And no. he had a nice uh Creole accent, you know, right. and I'm sure that kind of messed you up a little bit. Yeah. I mean, he also
0: has eyes that are not like normalized. And so, you know, that, that part didn't really transfer well over here and his powers are not like the powers in the comic, like, you know, Gambit's power, is he's able to kinetically charge objects, and they become weapons or explosives? You know, this this one looks like he was able to, you know, manipulate cards at, like telepathically, which was kind of stupid. Not telepathically, hey. but uh, yeah,
1: yeah, I know what you, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, um, and then uh, the staff. Yeah, exactly. Didn't he like fabricate that?
0: Yeah, yeah. So that also was another thing that was like anyway
1: i thought you were going to be disappointed about and,
0: and yeah he said the accent was horrible
1: um. <laughs> yes yes well you know what i have to save the actor for that that was his first comic book movie so you know i yeah. had to cut him a little slack i guess probably his last too i don't know if i seen him in anything else so yeah all right so uh the next part the next breakdown uh, is the island getting to the island itself yep and that's where we get to the realization of uh what striker is doing mm-hmm. and we finally get ryan reynolds to shut up yeah uh you right. know right which yeah i guess you kind of can see that you know in a Deadpool. pool mm-hmm. um uh, uh, again, it's a different type of Deadpool origin. So yeah. not the real thing, but he was designed, according to Stryker, to eliminate mutants. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, stretching it a little bit. But we did get some good fight scenes there. And the island right. that they were talking about. Yep. A real island. Yeah, three-mile island. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so... Again, not like D.C. where they invent something. They, right. they did come up with an actual island. Sure. And an actual storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we got some good fights there. Yep. Uh, we kind of see that uh, Victor thought that he was... Stryker promised him that he would get the adamantium. Yes. And... Victor kind of was manipulating him the whole time too. Mm-hmm. While he was also, we find he was manipulating Logan's girlfriend.
0: Yeah.
1: So. Well, we, well,
0: I, he wasn't, he, he I, it was a little bit different than manipulation. That was
1: more of forcing a hostage. Her. It was
0: like a hostage thing, a blackmail thing.
1: Yes. Yes. I guess you could say that. That's true.
0: Yeah. Um, which. To me, that that was the other thing that took me out of it. The fact is that they that her sister, Emma. Yes, Emma Frost. It's not Emma Frost, though. That's the thing, because we see the real Emma Frost in the '60s. That's true, right? So. Yes. Yeah, and so it's not. This is not the same thing. So it's another Emma that happens to be, be able to make her skin as hard as diamonds. Hey, well, you know. And then you have Cyclops as well uh, in this film
1: as well. So, yes, a young Cyclops. Right. Who wears sunglasses and doesn't uh, shoot his power out his eyes. Yeah. So, you know, so go figure that. Um, But yeah, we did see how um, Weapon 11 Mm -hmm. uh, had the characteristics of all of them yes pretty much yes and but no adamantium for him no unless the saber blades maybe i don't think so i or did he just get that part from logan or maybe those were somebody his swords else? those were his swords right but i mean he had them coming out of his yeah i don't know that was stupid <laughs> Uh, it was it was stupid. We know in the Deadpool movies he's got him on his back. Right. You know, and he just yields them when he needs them. Right. So, but we did get a pretty cool fight scene in even after he thought that Victor killed his girlfriend and finds out that's not true. Yeah, he still tries to save him mm-hmm. and fight with him. Yep. Uh, as an equal mm-hmm. you know he's my brother
0: right
1: so we got that little story but we do get also that victor doesn't care for him as much as he cares for himself when he sees that it's you know blown up he says hey, see you later and jumps off by yep. himself you know yep uh so then we get him jumping off we get his girlfriend who is dying. She's uh, getting, we're getting a blind um, cyclops leading to the scariest part of the movie. And that's the CG version of professor X.
0: Oh yeah. 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 Again, Patrick Stewart, not uh, uh, James McElroy. Right. So it's like, right. Right. And, and not even a good CG of Patrick Stewart. I think it's good for, it it was good for 2009 but I mean it just
1: it was pretty scary to me I we thought. we've
0: come a long way we just say and he's standing not not paralyzed so it's like so right
1: okay wait a minute oh uh, yeah
0: there's so that that thing kind of destroys the entire movie timeline right.
1: the whole perception of it it not like totally ruins it but again this for me uh, was a uh just to kind of an entertainment movie. I tried my best not to say, well, <laughs> no, that didn't happen. Uh, no, no, that's not part of it. No, no. that is totally wrong, you yeah. know, but I could have looked at it that way. But like yeah. you said, watching the earlier X-Men stuff, Cusk does kind of destroy what they had had for their, uh, Vision of this origin story. Yep. Um, but we did get uh, the after that we did get the credits, and we did get a couple. I you can call them teasers, or you can't. I don't know what you would call them. Yeah. Bonus episode, a bonus mm-hmm. parts of the film. Yeah, because we get Stryker walk in his shoes all worn out. And uh, they want to question him about the death of a general. Yes. Which he killed because they were going to shut down the project. Yeah. Weapon X. Yeah. And uh, uh, then we get more credits Mm -hmm. and then we get a really, really weird. Stupid. uh, Deadpool scene where the hand comes out and takes the head that's been cut off. And it says, shh, uh, and it's like so lame. Okay. All right. Reynolds, how much did they pay you to do that? You know? You weren't supposed to have a mouth, so how could you do shh, you know? No. I know, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh but I tried to think about would <laughs> how this movie came out did it stop them from doing any more X-Men origins or did they just do Wolverine? Because um, I would venture that Wolverine is probably the second most popular to Spider-Man. Yeah. As far as characters, would you agree with that?
0: Certainly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, okay. And I would say that, he's definitely the most popular mutant character.
1: Um, so absolutely. Right. Well, I mean, X-Men origins, what other origins would you like to see? If they'd say if they were to have. Well, I mean, we have first class origins. We've got first class. That's enough. You know, well, that's uh, for uh, Mystique, Professor Xavier, Magneto, um oh there's a few others there sure. too minor mutants I'm going to call them yeah uh banshee right yep yeah. yeah. and a few others mm-hmm.
0: uh so we we got we got another origin story for a lot of those folks so it, it's fine and, and the thing about Wolverine at least from my perspective is that part of the character was that he had this mysterious past and when you tried to tell what that is it kind of takes away from the character you know the the fact is, is they, you know we didn't really we kind of neglected to mention this but he he at the end of this film he loses his memory you know and so um that's part of his character he's a, he's a person who doesn't really know his past and trying to explain all of that is i, I think for me kind of takes away from the character which is
1: you know Right. But that particular part does lead us into the original X-Men movies. Kind of.
0: Sort of. Not really. But, it, it, you know, if that was the case, then you've got 21 years between
1: the two. There's a lot that can happen in 21 years, you know. A lot of beer drinking, a lot of fighting in bars. Sure. Back up to Canada. Right, because that's the closest thing to Australia for him, I guess. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, so if you could, would you? It like I said, in other just a standalone X Men character. Is there any other character that you'd like to see an Origins movie? Just standalone by himself, not. Yeah, like we had for X Men, first class was kind of an origin for, yeah. you know, eight, ten of them, maybe. Yeah. You know, is there like any character that would interest you? Uh, for instance, would you like to see a Gambit origin story with some good acting and a good accent? Yeah, if done right, I think
0: you could make that happen because there is a really interesting story going on there in. Um, his origin story you know you have the guild of thieves guild the assassins then you've got some interesting you know weird voodoo stuff going on um
1: right because it's in new orleans yeah
0: yeah so that 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 i think i would i it could be interesting um i do like i think um you know hank mccoy we already kind of got that with first class though about his his stuff i think he's one of the more right. interesting mutants
1: right but not too many that you would uh yeah it's yeah, to, to, to me so
0: the, i think the big difference is that and i think the mutants are kind of in a different class in the marvel verse because they didn't do anything to get their abilities right normally you know you have to acquire them either through by accident or by fortune or you know even in some people's cases just from uh you know hard work you get your you know you get your powers whereas iron like the man. man well iron man's kind of a he's kind of a little bit of a mix between that because you know if it wasn't for that uh you know grenade going off in his ticker then uh then he wouldn't have done what he did so i, I was thinking more like daredevil um you know because they they uh re originally the story was it was because of the substance that got on his eyes and blinded him that enhances other senses but uh the uh, retelling in the uh with the frank miller slash uh john ramita uh, jr uh, man without fear it You know, it it was through
1: sticks training that he got all of his heightened senses. Right. Which was kind of the Netflix uh, Daredevil series. Yes. uh, Was a a almost exact same origin. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, the origin
0: stories for mutants, it's like I was born with this. It manifested around puberty. Here I am. You know, not not super exciting. You know, I think I think you could make a case for like Raven, um, you know, as a shapeshifter um you know some of the things that you see kind of hints at you know with her during the vietnam war era infiltrating you know different things as a spy that's pretty cool you know that that's probably where you could get rogue well then yeah that would throw off all the, the continuity there because rogue and mystique have a connection um in the
1: comics so right right so see that yeah i agree <clears throat> that so a lot of food for thought uh sure. If we write the screenplay for uh, the X-Men Origins Gambit, uh, anybody interested in directing it and, uh, you know, sending us a couple million dollars to write the story, we'll be happy to do it. Yeah. Uh, when also a small percentage of whatever the box office take is, which I I meant to say they only had a $150 million budget on this film, you know? Only? Oh, uh, well, yeah, I mean, it was a good sized budget, but uh, at that time in 2009, not that big of a budget. You know, I mean, it was, but uh, made $373 million and not being, you said Iron Man 2 came out then, right? Iron Man, the first one came out in the 2008. First, oh, that's right. Okay. So we had that, we had Hulk, and then we had this. Yes. I think. Yeah. So, that's right. That's right. Um, but. Uh, And I did want to mention that Hugh Jackman, Mm -hmm. he holds the Guinness World Book of Records for the longest career as a live-action Marvel superhero from 2000 to 2017. Interesting. I bet you didn't know that. I am full of useless information. That's all I can say.
0: Well, I have a feeling that that's going to be surpassed pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. So that was 17 years, right? Yeah. And so Iron Man came out in 2008. So we're at 13 years now, and you know, there's already a uh, there's rumors going around that Robert Downey is going to come back at some point. Whether it's not for a full movie or just as a,
1: you know, well, I saw a fake. I think it was a fake trailer. Yeah, with Robert Downey with a beard. Yeah, yeah, and I was like fake trailers. Yeah, I know. And well, sometimes you'll have to admit it's hard to tell that they're fake, Uh, (laughs) unless well, unless you know that it says you know fake or whatever, or it says fan film or what have you. Yeah. Sometimes they fake it and say Marvel Studios trailer, yep. but you know, unless you knew for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, uh, final thoughts? So I do think it is interesting that
0: we have a, a character, a man who uh, has lived multiple lifetimes, and uh, we see what destruction and, and brokenness comes out, out of it. You know, it, it's kind of paradoxical in a way that, uh, when we have the fall of man in Genesis three and, uh, the curse of God is for them to not live forever. Right. But in a way it's also a blessing, I think, because, um, there is an end to, uh, our broken humanity at some point there's an end point, right? Yeah. And, and, and where
1: so we where according to God, we get a new body and yeah, yeah, we for become the, a new person.
0: For, yeah. For those who are, who are in the, the covenant. Yeah, that's right. But I'm saying like, even people who are outside of that, they don't have to keep living like this. There's an end to this. And I think that is a, a mercy in, in some ways. So even though there's a curse, there's also mercy in that curse. And so I think that, um, I don't think that we were made to, you know, uh live like Logan did. So I mean that, that I think that's something that you can take from it that um,
1: yes, there there are a lot of sci-fi things where somebody has longevity like that, mm-hmm. and they're, one wish is that they could really die, yeah. that they could be over, away from all that. Right. Um. I could almost, you could almost say that that uh, could be a living hell. Right. That's my point. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, well, because I mean, no matter what, uh, you know, statistics are 10 out of 10 people die. Yep. You know, uh, the hard part is uh like for me to you know you know that i lost my younger sister just recently to cancer right and uh i am attempting to uh talk with my niece uh as i used to talk to my sister all the time uh haven't been real successful with that because i'm still feeling the hurt yeah of that i I mean. I hurt when I lost my mother, but for some reason, because she was younger than me, mm. uh, I am feeling it a little deeper. Sure. I cannot imagine uh, what it would be like to outlive all my children and my grandchildren, right? And my next set of children, and right, all that other stuff. You know, right. I mean, exactly. That would be really, really, I don't know. And yep. I think I would be like just begging mm-hmm. at, by that time. Right. Right. <sighs> and so we'll actually kind of see
0: a little bit of that come to fruition and a couple movies from now. So I, I think they'll I'll have more to say about it at, at, then, at that point. So
1: Right. Which I have to say to me, uh, the third movie in this trilogy was the best movie of this trilogy even though um and i find it uh weird because if i'm not mistaken that's the only one that's rated r yes so uh it's kind of weird how they were able to make that really the best one yeah we'll talk about it yeah yeah we will uh okay so after all that how would you rate this give me give me a number
0: uh, I'm going to give it a five. It's average. So I, you know, I, I do like, I do think that if it wasn't for Hugh Jackman, and Lee Schreiber's performance, I would have rated it a lot lower, but to me, uh, there's so many things that made me groan uh, throughout the film that uh, it was, uh, it's, it's certainly not the worst Fox uh, X-Men type film at all, but it's certainly not the best.
1: Okay, I would agree with that uh as far as it not being the best, but I have to add Danny Houston's performance uh in this film he, sure. I th- yeah. felt that he also uh you did not know what how much of a villain he was until the very end. That's fair, you know so he played that part well yep uh so I'm gonna do better than you and I'm gonna give it a six and a half, okay. I would have almost given it given it a seven if I didn't have to live through that CG version of Professor X that was uh, at the end. That was uh, scary. Yeah. That was so bad that I had to, it like I almost cringed when I saw it, especially at the very end part when they gave him the smile. Ugh. I was like, oh, no. He never smiled like that when he was Picard. <laughs> No,
0: no, no, but I am face palming like he does if Picard does so.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 it's crazy. All right, cool. All right, so good. All right,
0: well, let's uh let's wrap it up there. We'll uh, like I said, please uh like us on Facebook. You can watch this on Facebook, you can watch this on our YouTube channel, uh, you can catch us on Twitter and uh, like uh, give us a review wherever, or leave us a comment. We'll be happy to interact with you that way. And uh, we'll see you next week with The Wolverine.
1: Uh, Goodbye, and God bless. Goodbye, God bless, and tell your friends.